So, before we start, any questions just off the cuff? Any things that you have? Anything that comes in online? Anna, you check on the online? Oh. No questions? Okay, question. Oh, here. For those online, we're going to give you a mic just because people are watching online. Hey, uh, I was just talking with a believer about this today, and uh, it's just a kind of a general question. How, uh, what do you guys do when you're tired, when you, God's calling you to pray or go to work or whatever? Um, how, what do you do? What scriptures do you look at? So just kind of general, like, okay, when you when you're tired of walking, like when you're tired of like pursuing, or just like physically tired, okay, physically tired, yeah, yeah, yeah. I there's a verse I go to all the time, and um, and there's many there's many ways to pray this from the Word, but I always I don't take it for granted to ask the Lord for strength. Strength physically, strength emotionally, strength spiritually, and there's there's many uh, prayers in the New Testament that that cover this. Um, I I very regularly go to Colossians chapter one, and this is one of Andrew's favorite prayers. He's been praying it. I think even Mike put this in our uh, weekly email this week. Mm. The prayer of Colossians one, but it says this. Verse nine, it starts in verse 9. Steve, you can turn this down just a little bit. Or maybe just even turn the front fills down. Just because I'm right in front. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're hearing your self-talk? Yeah. <laughs> self-talk. So verse 9, Paul is praying and he's, he's asking this for the, uh, the church of Colossae. And he starts by letting them know that what he's praying for. And so this is, we can take this as a prayer Paul was praying over the Colossian church or the church of Colossae and then pray this over us. It says, he says in verse 9, that we would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Verse 10, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So that's an awesome, those are awesome things to pray. But then it goes into verse 11. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance. That's that pressing in when we're, not, when we're not feeling like it. That's the pressing in when we're physically tired. That's the, you know, we're, we're uh, growing weary and even doing good. Lord, I need endurance to do that. And so that we would have all endurance and patience with joy. And so I see that that flows from asking for being strengthened with his power, knowing that we'd have nothing in and of ourselves. And, and there's many other verses. I mean, strength, praying for strength in the Bible is a, is a very regular thing. In the Psalms, uh, I'm thinking of Isaiah chapter 40, they that wait on the Lord will be renewed in strength. That waiting on the Lord is that place of prayer. And we should expect to be renewed in our strength to follow him and to serve him. And to love him. But that's just one of the regular prayers I go to uh, when I'm feeling physically weak, emotionally weak, spiritually weak. How many of you guys ever feel that way? I feel that about every other day. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, Psalms is definitely a go to. Um, any of them, for the most part. Um, one of the Psalms that I actually had sent to Marcus, I, I believe this is for you. Um, tonight that I have prayed just in encountering going out as we've been going out Um, and we've been out kind of in Denver so it's a little bit different situation so this psalm I prayed over a man so I just is it okay if I pray it over you it's a shorter one Uh, it's psalm 23 it says the Lord is my shepherd I have all that I need he lets me rest in green meadows he leads me beside peaceful streams he renews my strength he guides me along right paths bringing honor to his name even when I walk through the darkest valley 
I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me with my anointing. Oh, sorry. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Mm. So God, we just pray that. Um, What was your name again? Devin. So God, we just pray that over Devin. I thank you, God, that there is power in your word and that every single word is a reflection, is just an outpouring of Jesus, of his spirit, of his love, and Mm -hmm. it's changing everything in your mind and in your heart, in your spirit, and in your soul. So I just thank you for your truth, that we can just dwell in it and know that you do strengthen us, you give us peace, you help us rest, and that um, just this last verse that we just declare that Devin will live in the house of the Lord forever, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, NLT. (laughs) Psalm 23. That's good. I'll just quickly, I'll just say, like, there are times, there are many times I am physically exhausted where I'm on, you know, three hours of sleep and it's been a 20-hour day and, and, uh, and it is just by God's grace. I think it's just his grace that just like, gives you the strength to go. And it's actually relying on him. And what I find is, is it actually helps me. Uh, sometimes we can get prideful in our own ways and, and we go, well, if I can do it on my own, if I have more sleep, I can do this on my own. We're never meant to rely on ourselves anyway. It's that, it's where Paul says, uh, it's that in, in my weakness, I'm actually made strong. So sometimes, sometimes those moments of weakness are actually the greatest times of just humility where we go, God, I can't do this on my own. And he's like, perfect. Now I can use you. <laughs> so thanks. Any other questions before we jump into things? Come on, there's got to be a burning, a burning question. <laughs> Nothing? Anything online? Okay. I don't think anyone's really addressed when we decide to go out on Sundays, especially um, that it's so, you know, I'm, uh, that um, exactly how we decide where to go. And, you know, is that a freedom that we have? Or, like, mm-hmm. I think I've talked to people who seem to kind of are afraid of how they want to do it, thinking it's not acceptable. And I'm thinking, I don't think that's true, that it's, you know, yeah. So the question is yes. how to kind of like, okay, we've, we've worshipped, we've been commissioned, we're in groups. On Sunday how, mornings. How to de- on Sunday mornings. How to decide where to go. And is it okay to go where we're going? Yeah, and use your personality. Okay. Yeah, use what you like. Yeah. Andrew, you want to? Yeah. Sorry. I muted it. Yeah, so uh, I think from a few weeks ago, we had talked about some of the testimonies that happened where people were praying like, okay, God, where should we go? And then a place was kind of uh, highlighted to them or it felt like an impression or they saw a picture. Uh, and so for a lot of times, deciding where to go is, is just a matter of, of kind of asking God. And then uh, for like our family, uh, we went out this Sunday and we kind of asked. And last week we had a real clear impression, like go to this intersection and there's a building there and there's people there. And it was like, okay, great. And it was real clear. This week it was more of like, oh, head to like this area. And we went to that area and it was really hard to like find people. And so in some ways it felt like we had missed it. But once you get in that area and it's like, okay, God, like now what? And, and sometimes it feels like you're not hearing any, anything. In those moments, you just sort of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to look and I'm going to keep my head up and I'm going to walk. It's not, it's not like, oh, there was no one here. Like, I'm going to go home and turn this off. Like, it's still like, it's just pressing in and it's kind of leaning in and like, all right, God, like, I think I'm hearing you, but let's keep practicing. Like, show me the next step. Show me the next step. Instead of like, God doesn't typically show us 50 steps down the road. It's, it's really just kind of process by process. Mm. 
step by step. Yeah, it's and good. then and then I think the question was also like, is it all right uh, for Douglas County? We've got a lot of um, we're still moving through some of the safer at home, but there's quite a bit of variances. Uh, it feels like for the most part, a lot of parks are open downtown. Shops are starting to open. Outlets are open if you do certain things, and so there's still like a great way where you can be respectful of what restrictions or limitations are in place while still kind of getting a chance to talk and interact with people. Yeah, that's good. Honoring them, I think we always try to like bring a mask and if you need to put it on, put it on. I think as you, Castle Rock is much less uh, res- yeah, restricted on that, but as you move up to Denver, I think there's more and more restrictions. So, yeah, I would just want to say have fun, everyone. This is like adventure, you know, ask the Lord. It, it, you can't get it wrong. <laughs> I just don't think you can. It's just, you know, it's our heart position to say yes to the Lord. And if you get it wrong, like, yeah. just that's ask a, again. And that's a great point. just have fun with it. I would just say this is like the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so, you know, it's just that adventure of it, of having fun, of just, you know, you can go anywhere. There's freedom. There's so much freedom. Yeah, and if it's not working where you are, go somewhere else. <laughs> we, that's what we found, right? We, we went out. It was kind of like we were just struggling, 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 ended up just, oh, hey, we're going to go over here, and then things just started to kind of hit, and that's uh, where we met April, actually. So um, it was so cool. And you can, there's times where, I, I will say this, I feel like, like we're, we'll go and we'll hit one place, maybe go to another place, and then all of a sudden, like, and it might not even be the place you're intended to go to. A lot of times, like for us, it's been gas stations and we're on the way or something and, and, uh, and you feel like the presence of the Lord just start to move and like there's just a, a grace in it. I would say what I'm finding is just hold in those times. Like don't, don't be, uh, don't rush it to go on, to, okay, I gotta get to the next spot. Like just stay in that moment, hover in there as the Holy Spirit's hovering in there. Like if, if you're feeling the presence there, just remain in that place and, and let him move and there may be other people that he wants to minister to that he'll actually bring to you. So we were in one area and you couldn't, get to, you couldn't pray with anyone and we went to another area and we had people coming up to us asking us for prayer and then people praying over other people. I mean, it was just like night and day difference and, you know, it was a few blocks away. So... Um, it's not necessarily location of it. It's just a, like being attuned to what the Spirit's doing in that time. But as Anna said, ha- we got to have fun, right? This is, we can't, we can't be so hard on ourselves that we're like, oh, I missed it again. Or, you know, it's, this is really like we're just out getting to, like we're figuring this stuff out. But we know that he's called us to do this. So we just step out and we begin to do it and watch what God does. Yeah, it's like fishing. It, it really is. I mean, when Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men, it really is like fishing. You know, you go fishing, you're hitting a spot that no one's, no one's biting, no bites. right? Yeah. And then you go to another spot and they're biting, you know. It, it really is just being led by the Spirit. And like, like you said, Anna, just having fun, you know. It's easy yeah. to get discouraged when you're fishing, fishing and you're not catching anything. But if you just relocate a lot of times... No, I don't know. I'm yeah. not a great fisherman, so I, no. I probably shouldn't be talking. <laughs> <laughs> Two testimonies that I, that I heard this week. One um, is the person prayed last week, and the group decided kind of this is where we feel that we're going. And she had another impression in her heart, but she was like, you know what, I'm just going to go along with the main group. And she's praying this week, and the Lord spoke to her that same thing. So she went... To that, the Lord spoke the same thing to her personally twice, and she went to that place the next week, and and had a lot of fruit and had a lot of favor. So, um, I just thought that was cool to where it was like, oh, the Lord might speak one time, and that might be for the next week as well. Steve, it's more of a comment than a question. I think the important thing is we all do this differently. I go out and I'll just pick an area to head out, maybe an impression or just, I haven't gone there before, I think I'll go this way. And I head out and I just start walking. And I'm prayer walking. And it's kind of like I like the fishing analogy. It's like trolling. And the opportunities just come. 
And if you're in that state of mind, they just, they just show up. So what was it, a week ago? Monday after Hebrew class, I had to run to King Supers, pick up some salad. Three people at King Supers before I got out the door. Wasn't even planning it. It just, you know, I went in to get something done, but I was open to the moment. And I think the biggest thing is being open to the moment, being aware, and waiting for those opportunities. She was, one of them was a checker. And we're praying for her granddaughter who had a very, very 18-month-old with a very bad UTI in the hospital. And I just looked at her when I was heading out the checking line, and I said, I always look for somebody's name tag. And I said, wow, how are you doing during this insane time? And she went, oh, really? I said, yeah, really. So we're sitting there talking and praying, and there's people coming up, and then they just hide, you know, went down another aisle. And so we had like 15 minutes together at King Supers. So I think the big thing is be open, don't force it, and go trolling. Because if you just got that lure out there, and the lure for me is prayer walking. Yeah, that's good. It's the, good. Fish, the fish come in. Really yeah. yeah, and remember that this whole thing we're, we're doing here, I feel like the Lord's not, his, it, the plan isn't like, okay, guys, on Sundays, this is what we're going to do. The plan, this is what we're trying to do here is, is get a, shift a mindset. Yeah, exactly, that, that this becomes just a, an everyday way of life, that it's, it isn't any longer like, well, where are we supposed to go or what are we supposed to do? What it is is it's what is the Holy Spirit doing in the moment wherever you are? So you may be at the grocery store, you may be at a restaurant, you may be doing something, but I think what we're learning in this is there's times where it's like, oh, there's nothing, and then there's times where, boom, where it's hitting, and we're getting, we're basically, we're learning that, we're getting that sensitivity with the Spirit so that on a daily basis, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, whether we're at work or play, um, whether when we're around people, all of a sudden you're doing something and, oh, I just got that from the Holy Spirit. Like, there's something I need to do. I need to, I need to talk to this person. I need to just pray for them. I need to do something. And so you're going to become, the, we're going to become much more sensitive to the Spirit's leading in his direction. And I think we do that through kind of going out and boom, falling on our face a little bit, getting back up, shaking it off, <laughs> trying the next one, boom. You know, <laughs> going over here. Oh, there you That worked. <laughs> so this is part of the adventure. It is. And we're not going to get hurt. Like it's that, you know, we're on the roller coaster ride. Nobody's going to get hurt in this. It's fun. Uh, it might be a little scary. Uh, but at the end, I mean, the, the hope is, is that we come back and we go, wow, that was exciting. I want to do that more. That was like uh, Marcus's daughter where she was so scared to go out and pray with someone and do that. And then at the end of it, she's like, I just want to, I want to find more people. I want to pray for more people. I want to do this more. <laughs> what a shift in one day. Good questions, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, Yvonne. That was a great thing to address. Yeah. Well, all right. Go for it. Cool. Well, something that was, as we were just kind of praying into today and and kind of what should we address, we, we, we feel that maybe on Wednesdays we kind of start um, equipping in areas that we, that the Holy Spirit highlights to do the going. I mean, to do the disciple-making, to do everything that the Lord has commanded. And, and something today that I just realized um, in my own life and in the lives of people I'm talking to, it's, it's um, what is the gospel? And when you communicate the gospel... What do you communicate? How do you communicate that? What scriptures do you do you use? And 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 I'll just say, you know, uh, in in opening this up, we're all going to do this a little different. Now we're going to go through some scriptures that that are are kind of like hidden in our hearts. But even as we as we were talking as a panel, you know, how do you communicate the gospel? What what points do you hit? Um, we all had different scriptures come up, but that they all communicated the fullness and the richness of the good news of Jesus Christ. We were just talking about um, 
there, there's just so many. I was talking to Mike. I was like, oh, yeah, Isaiah 53. I would go there and communicate the gospel. And Mike was like, I would never go to Isaiah 53. But he would go. <laughs> not never. No, but... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it, it's, would... it is not a, like a scripture that I would think of. Yeah, it's not to. the first one that no, comes to your mind. No, no. But he goes, but, but I asked him, and he was like, oh, I'd go to Romans 10. And I was like, wow, I haven't gone to Romans 10. And like, that's not what comes up in my mind. So, so I think in talking about this, I think what we want to establish is there isn't one way to communicate. The gospel. The, there isn't the gospel. There's, there's the main themes. Now, those are tried and true, but those are communicated in pretty much every book of the Bible. The only one I couldn't think of was Ecclesiastes, and I know that Steve will like tell me that, no, it's in Ecclesiastes later on. So, But... Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of share a story of what happened to me. Uh, I'm going to share two stories and how the gospel was communicated differently. Um, one, I was, uh, we, we were ministering to uh, this lady and had the opportunity to take her to Walmart, uh, at me and this other person, me and this other girl that was with me, and we were so you know, we were, I was with a group and we were taking her in my car to, to Walmart to buy her some groceries. And I had three minutes to five minutes, the drive from Festival Park to Walmart, if you know that in Castle Rock, to, to communicate the gospel. And I asked her, you know, if she was saved, if she was a Christian. And she initially said yes, but then I, I, I dug a little deeper. Well, tell me, about how you accepted Jesus. Tell me, give me your testimony. And she couldn't quite do it. You know, she was, she was, um, she was unsure. And so I just asked her, could I, could I present the gospel to you? Could I tell you about what God sent his son to do on your behalf? And she, she said, sure. So in that moment, I had kind of four scriptures come to mind. The first one was just tried and true, John 3.16. Now, I'm driving. I don't have my Bible at this time, so I'm not turning pages in my Bible. I'm not, you know, flipping to my phone. I'm just kind of trying to communicate it from memory. And, and the first place I started was, God has a plan for your life, and he wants you to experience his peace, his love, his joy, his acceptance, his security, and just kind of going on, God loves you and has a plan for your life. And God sent his son because he loved you to die for you so that you could put your faith in him and live with him forever. And so that was kind of that first point that came up in my heart. Now, now I was telling this to Mike, and, and it wasn't these are themes that I had in my mind, but I didn't have exact verses that I was ready to go to, okay? But the second thing, just in communicating the gospel, that I wanted to share with her was that her sins had separated her from this love, this peace, this joy. And the verse I went to to, to communicate that was the, the tried and true, Romans chapter 3. It says this, and again, I was not reading this out of my Bible. I said, basically, kind of from memory, stumbling over this because this was an unchurched person. And I was like trying to like go, okay, I can't use the word propitiation. I can't use the word justification. I can't use the word glorification. You know, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not communicating it in that way. I'm trying to like dumb it down. And when I was, when I was doing it, it's not dumbing it down. Break it down. Thank you, John. Break it down. And as I was doing it, I was stumbling over my words, okay? So Olivia was with me. She can tell you. She, she can say, like, oh, yeah, he wasn't eloquent in his speech at all. But the next thing I wanted to communicate was all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the way it kind of came out is, is our sins have separated us from this love, from this peace, from this joy. But... And then in my mind, a, a verse in 1 Peter chapter 2 came out. And, and I said, but God sent his son to bear your sin so that you could 
experience his glory once again so that you could draw near to him and your sin wouldn't separate you from him anymore. And he did that by giving his life as a sacrifice, but before that, by living a perfect life. Mm. And so that was the next step. And then what I wanted to communicate was, and now you have the opportunity to become God's daughter, to become God's son, to come into the fellowship of his family. And kind of the the verse that was rolling around in my mind was John chapter 1, where it says, all who have believed have become sons of God. But I think right there, just the God loves you, your sins have separated you from him. I think I threw in there like the Romans 6, the wages of sin is death. But he took care of that. He put your sins on his son after he lived a perfect life. And then he proved that by raising his son from the dead. And then, do you want relationship with the father who wants to give you peace, wants to give you strength, wants to? So that was kind of, and, and that was all in three to five minutes, stumbling over my words, da-da-da-da. At the end, I'm like, do, do you want to receive Jesus? fully thinking she would say no because it was so poorly, you know, communicated. And she was like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I want to receive that. And we prayed with her right there. Actually, Olivia, one of our interns, prayed with her, and she accepted Jesus in my car. So that was one way it recently, just kind of hitting those main points, sharing the good news. Um, Another way, I was talking with a guy in my office, and I just started by asking him questions. We had more time. We had about an hour conversation, and I was getting his testimony, or just his story. And what came up in his story uh, were were two things. But the main thing was that uh, he was very afraid of death. And he had experienced the death of a loved one in his life that was very close to him. And it, it drove him in the wrong direction. It drove him to addiction. And it was that fear of death. The other thing that he was experiencing was uh, he just couldn't catch a break, that no one was for him. And the two things that came up in my mind was, one, the gospel has an answer for the fear of death. Two, when we become God's child, we get to cry out to him in prayer, and he answers our prayers. We, he, he gives us our daily bread. He mm. keeps us from temptation. He forgives our sins. So those were the, that, that was the way I communicated the gospel in that way, that, hey, God died so that you don't have to be afraid of death. You get to live with him forever. And the testimony of my life is as I give my petition to the Lord and ask him for his help, his guidance, his leadership, he answers my prayer. Do you want to receive Jesus? Now, at that time, he said no. And then three days later, he came back and he said yes. So I walked away kind of defeated and and a little bit like, well, okay. You did it wrong. I did it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But then that was a seed that was sown, and he came back and said yes. And had he not come back and received Jesus and given his life to the Lord, that still was a seed sown. Okay. Somebody would have shared that. Yeah. You would have seen something, yeah. yeah. Can I say anything? Are we going down the line? Oh, yeah, let's can, go down the line. Yeah, I can just say, I'll just say a few things. I don't, I don't want to, I, I sometimes can go and go and go, so cut me short here. Um, but uh, I want to say, I remember early on, um, I had somebody, it was actually on a Sunday morning, and this young person came down and basically wanted to receive Christ. And they were like, yeah, I, you know, I want this Jesus you're talking about. And I thought, well, here's my opportunity. I unloaded on her and gave her everything I knew about Jesus. And it was like, you know, so here she is ready to receive Jesus. And I'm like, well, do you know Jesus? And she didn't have a very good understanding. So I'm like, well, let me, let me just explain this all to you. And so I just started like telling her everything about Jesus. Well, at the end of it, I was like, so you ready to receive Jesus? She's like, well, maybe not quite yet. <laughs> And so I, I've learned something in this because like, I think sometimes it's like we just want to like, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. And it's like, it's that idea of make sure, 
I was talking about this with the group earlier. It's if I, I went through the Stephen Covey, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and one of the things in there is uh, seek first to understand before you seek to be understood. And, and, it's, and it's a key thing in there that I think we have to do is, we, is we're talking to people. And here's the thing. Don't miss any opportunity to share the gospel, but be careful how you share it. Don't do it from your, all, the, all the stuff that you know and just dump it on them. I can tell you it, it doesn't work. <laughs> but what you want to do is a lot of times there's a hang-up of something that, that they go, man, there's just one thing. I just I can't get over this. I, um, it, I'm trying to think of like there was somebody right over here. And I spent an hour with him on a Wednesday night, and he was, he was Jewish, and, and he, he, couldn't, he couldn't get over this idea that, um, that his sins would be forgiven. And so, but until I understood that, I couldn't really address it. I could tell him all about Jesus. But, but then I got to share with him, well, this is what the Word of God says about that. And uh, by the end of it, he's like, okay, I'm ready. I get it now. I understand. And it's, that, that, it's the truth that sets you free. And when we begin to reveal the, and break the lies, that, and it could be just one little lie that's actually hanging them up, and there might be a lot of seed sown. And, man, if you can just actually sit back and listen to what they're saying and then address it from whatever it is, from whatever angle, and the Holy Spirit will lead you in this. You go, oh, I don't know if I'll have the answer. God, God wants them more than you want them. And, uh, and he's going to use us as these crazy clay vessels with the all-surpassing power of God on the inside of us. So don't think, well, I have to have it all figured out. We don't have to have it figured out. It is helpful to know the scriptures and to get the scriptures in your heart. Uh, but I can tell you, even just my testimony, you can't refute a testimony. And so just sharing your testimony sometimes can be so powerful. Um, but I, I will say, I, I've found just in this time that I don't want to ever miss an opportunity to at least give them the chance to accept Jesus. Like we've been, uh, John has been going out with us and Melissa and Tim, they, they went out with us this past Sunday. And we just, every time we, we go and talk to someone now, it's, I don't want to walk away. And there are times that I, I just felt like, man, it's just like there's already a wall and I'm not able to like, do you know Jesus? But if, if there's any opening that I can find in there, I will f- try to find that opening just to say, I just want to know, I just want to check, do you know who this Jesus is? And sometimes they'll respond, oh yeah, I know Jesus. Just tell me, who's, the, who's this Jesus that you know? And, and then you kind of find out like if they really know Jesus. <laughs> and if they don't, then ask them, like, then that's that opportunity just to engage with them. And, and remember, don't shove it down their throat. We want to love them, and, uh, and they may not be ready, and, but we're sowing a seed, or we're plowing ground, or we're watering, or we're, and, and, and it's kind of like what Marcus did. He, three days later, he, sow, he watered. He got to kind of sow that seed three days later, and that was a short harvest. That was, that was good. That's a, that's a, great, that's a great story. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned testimony, and I want to jump off of that because that's one of my favorite ways to, to share. Um, I, I don't always know how to, um, how to prove you know, the existence of, of heaven or what happens after we die. I certainly believe it, but I don't always know how to prove that. I, I don't have a great apologetics background of how to argue this, and sometimes I don't even think I want to argue that because I don't, I don't think people are often like argued into the kingdom of God. Um, but, but sharing my testimony of what God has done in my life, uh, oftentimes, you know, it's very hard to argue with that. Cause that's like, okay. that's, it's my experience and it's what God's done. And a lot of it is like, no, you can like, it's verifiable in some ways. Um, but an insecurity that I had years ago was that I would lean entirely on my testimony and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't give much weight to the Bible because I thought that if someone wasn't a Christian, they wouldn't value the Bible in, in kind of the same way that like, I don't value many teachings from, from other Quran. Yeah. Quran or book of Mormon or, or just these other like religious teachings. Cause yeah. it's, cause I'm like, well, I'm not that like the Bible is my Bible. Uh, and so I, I hadn't given a lot of weight to it, but what I realized was the Bible is different than any other book in that it is the word of God. 
And so even if we don't have it, you know, because we're driving in the car and we can't flip to it, um, or we went out and we've got blessing bags instead of uh, a physical Bible, the words that, that we've put in our heart that are God's very words, inspired by his Holy Spirit, breathed by his life, um, when we share those things, even if those, that person has no grid for like the Bible, and even if they don't have uh, kind of the religious background that would say, I have a value for that thing, it is still transformative because it is living and active. Yeah, it's truth. It's true. And it's the truth that sets them free. Yeah. So that was something that in some insecurity I had shied away from because I thought, oh, well, they don't have, an, have a value for it. Um, but what I found it to be is, is really life-giving. So now partnering, partnering that with my testimony has been really powerful instead of just trying to do one or the other, instead of just trying to hit them with like a bunch of knowledge that sometimes puffs up, um, meeting them with love, finding out kind of like these guys were saying about like where they're at and understanding like, oh, so uh, for the longest time, both being a student and then working primarily with students and young people, uh, death is not on their radar at all. And so to, to tell a, a, a gospel, a good news that, hey, when you die, you can go to heaven. They're like, I'm never going to die. Like I drive fast and jump off of things. Like it's, <laughs> death, isn't, death will never touch me. Uh, and so that's not a great like lead in because they in, in, immediately think, oh, I don't need that. I'm, inv- I'm 18 and invincible. But, uh, but what young people and people in general, what they do want is purpose they're hungry for purpose. They're hungry for peace. In a world that is so tumultuous, they, they are craving for peace. And, um, and a lot of students, and I assume older adults as well, struggle with, with fear and anxiety and stress. And so being able to, to offer a solution to those things are very real and very, very immediate. It's not the God who will take care of you after you die in 80 years. It's the God who wants to be a part of your life right now and today. And so, um, so even like the young man where it's like, I can't catch a break. It's like, oh, yeah, my God can help you with that. Um, so those, those things are really... Can, can I just add to that? Yeah. that? That scripture where it says, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on man's wisdom, but on God's power. And, uh, and I've found, too, that a lot of times, like, I don't try to like... Uh, argue them into the into the kingdom uh there are times where i I realize like oh i'm gonna hit a wall here like we're back and forth they're gonna they want to argue and and i'll switch it and i'll just be like hey you find a place where maybe there's like they're talking about you know someone in their family or maybe there's a you know they've got something going on in their own body and i'll just say hey can i just pray for you right now that's really good and uh and so i'll change it from this head argument to I want you to experience, and I'll, I'll say, hey, I want you to experience something right now. You're either, you're going to experience a healing or you're going to experience just the presence of God. You're going to experience the peace of God like you've never felt. As I pray for you, you're going to experience this. And I'll, and I'll speak it even before they do it. And even on healings, I'll say, you're going to, I asked the, a guy the other day, I was like, hey, have you ever experienced a miraculous healing? He's like, no. I'm like, well, you're going to experience one today. And you're going to get healed, and God's going to touch you, and you're going to experience this. And this is the love of God for you. And, and he did. Now, I've also said that, and, and I'm like, God, come on, back me up here. Uh, and so there are times, but it's that I'm going to step out because I know my God. I know he's the healer, and I'm not going to question, well, you know, okay, he didn't heal it. He didn't do it this time, so I'm not ever doing that again. No. I will step back out, and I, and I know that he's the healer. And so many times I've said it, and they've been healed. And they go, wow, that was amazing. And that opens a door immediately to their heart, where now they're not, it's not in their head any longer. It's in their heart. And now you can say, that same, that healing that you just had, there's a God that loves you. And, and what you just experienced, you can carry the rest of your life. And so um, it just, it, it's amazing how things can switch so quickly. And I would just in, encourage you, if you don't have the boldness yet to, to say that, like that phrase, like, have you ever experienced a miraculous healing? Just start to talk, just start to ask the Lord, give me that boldness. Give me that faith. Like, don't think, oh, I can never do that. Ask him for that boldness. Ask him for that faith. And he'll start to produce that in you. He'll start That's to right. give you that desire, that faith, that hunger and you'll find yourself in a moment 
saying those words and God pouring out his spirit on that person and healing them. So I just want to encourage, because as a young man, I would hear, I would hear, you know, guys that I really looked up to, leaders in my life, say things like that. And I would always disqualify myself. I could never do that, you know. Until I just felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Well, but it's why not, not about us. Ask me for that faith. Ask me. Yeah. It's not in that per. It's not that person. I can't it's heal anybody. That That's the point. Is I don't heal anyone. Marcus can't heal anybody. All I'm doing is I'm putting God on the spot. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, okay, you're gonna. God loves you so much. He's gonna bring healing into your life, and and I'm putting Him on the spot. I, I can't do it. So I think it, take the pressure off of you that you're not the healer. We never were the healer. We never will be the healer. <laughs> but he is, and put him on the spot. Let, like, see what he can do. <laughs> yeah, just one more. Since we made those slides, I want to just run through some of them. Uh, these might be helpful, helpful for someone watching who's um, either hasn't read a, a lot or doesn't know kind of where to start, it's a big book. And if you're thinking like, what, what are some good scriptures to be meditating on as we go out? Um, these are some of my favorites. Marcus mentioned Romans 3.23, but the verse just before and just after are also really good. So that whole Romans 3.22 through 24, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. That's always an encouraging one because everyone wants to like discount themselves from this for some reason. Um, And then it continues, uh, yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4, I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. That is like one of the most succinct passages of like the good news um, in the Bible. Ephesians 1, 4 through 5. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. And then uh, lastly, one of the ones that I love, Colossians 1, 15, and then skipping 20 through 22. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Is that NLT? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. To Anna. I'm like, yes and amen, what they said. (laughs) Um, I know I'm sitting here thinking um, what God's putting on my heart, and I think that... um, we kind of heard, and so I just kind of, if, if anyone was discouraged this last Sunday, um, a little bit kind of feeling like they were hitting more of a wall, um, we, I feel like we saw that in our staff, too, that it was kind of like, oh, this was a little harder. Um, so I just kind of wanted to speak to that as far as kind of what you were sharing, Marcus and Mike, that we don't know when we're watering, you know, um, it's the parable of the sower and kind of the end part of it explaining. Um, so just trusting in the Lord that um, we don't know where we are coming in um, when we're, you know, meeting people. And sometimes they might seem a little more resistant, but the next time that someone else comes along, um, maybe they won't be. And so just trusting the Lord in that. And I think for me, um, I heard a lot of people saying, I walked up to someone and I said, can I pray for you? And so that hasn't been our approach. So I kind of wanted to share that of maybe just, just saying hello and 
I know it sounds funny, but mentioning, like, isn't the weather amazing? And just being normal, I guess, um, and not, not having, an, I guess, an agenda, even if it's a good agenda. Um, and so just, you know, get into conversation. Ask them how they're doing, what they need, um, and where they're from. Like the men that we met on Sunday, I just kind of, we talked for a while, and I know it takes more time, but I think people we were all created to be known and heard and valued and seen and loved. And what I found, we found that day that um, these men were, had been on the streets for years, but really their identity had been really crushed. And so I felt like in speaking the word I shared with um, these guys here, um, that you know, I wasn't like, well, Romans 3, 12, you know, um, but I was speaking the word over them in conversation. And I could see and feel, um, you know, the spirit of God moving and them just the, the atmosphere changing and them kind of it being refreshing to them and them nodding and being engaged and, you know, continuing the conversation. And they were not at all like, why are you here? Why are you talking to us in an alley? Um, you know, why are you here, basically? And so I think that just in moving forward, I think for all of us, um, just talk to people. See what's their story. And from there, I feel like it, there is an open door. Um, and while Luna was um, leading us in worship, First Corinthians 14 just kind of kept coming to my mind and I have the NLT, it says, let love be your highest goal. And so I think that really that's it, guys. It's love. Um, when we're asking the Lord what, what it is that they, he loves about them, who do you say they are, when we're moved by that, I don't really feel like we can get it wrong. It's not a test. You know, that's why I'm like, we got to have fun with this because mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong. You are not going to fail the test. You know, um, there is no right way to do it, which I know is so hard for us. Humanity, we want like the three step. Yeah, we want the program. What what are the five steps? And, you know, I just am like, sorry, like there is none. And kids, they get this. That's why I think I have so much fun going out with the kids because they're like, they already forgot what they learned like, you know, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> what scripture was that? They're just, you know, and so like just asking the Lord, they're so dependent and like the adventure and the fun. And so there's no right way. There's no wrong way. There is no formula. There is no right way. I love reading Jesus ministering in his ministry because it was different every single time because every person is completely different. Your story is different. My story is different. His story is different. And it's all beautiful. And it's all reflection of Jesus. And we get this whole picture of more and more of Jesus if we just take the time to, I think, talk to each other. And that's why we can't really give you, you know, I, even for me, no one can give me the scriptures for Andrew because only the Lord knows how he made him, his background, how he was raised, what he's struggling with. And so moving on from um, 14, this is a big thing for, for us um, but you should always desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. And um, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, mm-hmm. you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit. But it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others encourages them and comforts them and so it goes on but I love that because sometimes we just need encouragement and that will be the open door for whatever other you know truth that we say and kind of like Andrew was saying I was sharing that earlier when we were together or praying that that I know that when I say anything that the word of God um says that there's power, that everything is changing, that the strongholds are being broken, regardless if I see it or not, or if, you know, in that moment, they, they just break down or start crying or want to give their, whatever it looks like in the natural. I know that the word of God does not return void. It keeps going and going and going. So I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm so okay with whatever part I get to play. And I think if we just can, 
continue to stay in a position of humility like we've been talking um, and know that I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the scriptures. I would encourage, though, and I felt to encourage, to, to get the Bible app. We all have cell phones. Get a reading plan. There's simple ones, five-day plans, whatever. Whatever will help you re, uh, listen to it. There's a Dwell app also that you can just listen to it while you're driving. Get the word in you. It will not That's only good. change you, but everyone around you, everyone yeah. you come in contact. And then we're not striving. It really needs to flow from us, right, from our spirit in love. And it's just so much fun. I think I, I was crying the whole way home on Sunday just because... Just that the Lord would entrust us. Jesus would entrust all of us, right? He dies the worst death anyone's ever died. Where's the justice in that? He pours out his blood, his body is broken, and then he leaves. He says, I'm entrusting you to vindicate my life, basically, to bring my family back. Who would do that? To people that all left him, right? That don't have the Holy Spirit yet. And that's, and we do have the Holy Spirit. And so for me, I'm like, Lord Jesus, you are just so good that you would use me even in my brokenness, even in my, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a Pharisee. I'm not a, you know, Sanhedrin. He did, he doesn't care about that. He, he wants a willing vessel. And so it's just fun. And, and we get to know that we need a deliverer. We need a rescuer. We need Jesus. And like every time we put ourselves in these situations, we're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. It just, I I love it because it's, it it just is like, yes, I need more of you, Jesus. I need more of your spirit. I need more of your love. And every opportunity kind of gets us back into that place. So yeah, again, I'm just going to say, have fun, share your story. Sometimes when I don't feel like I can connect with them through my story, I'll think of my dad's story or my brother's story or Mike's story or whoever literally like pops into my head, whoever I feel like they could, they could relate. I can relate through the story of Jesus and somebody else's life, not just mine. That's and good. I know lots yep. of believers. So, um, so that's a tool too. That's good. Let me just stop here for quick, just questions, thoughts. The question, the question I had is when you asked someone, are you ready to receive, you know, the miraculous healing? And you said most of the time it happens and the times where it doesn't, where it doesn't manifest. How do you respond in that situation? That's a good, that's good. Um, I know. I think, you know, <clears throat> well, it's happened multiple times where I've, I've kind of put God on the spot and, and they haven't been healed. And a lot of times I'll tell, I'll try to start with maybe some testimonies of, and just before I even pray for them, like God will just remind me of something similar maybe to what I'm praying for. And I'll say, oh, I prayed for this person and this, and this happened. And, uh, and they were healed instantly of this. And then this happened. And, and I think sometimes I feel like that that's, it just kind of raises the faith in the room. Like, and, and so then I'll pray for it. But even in that, um, I prayed for a guy on, uh, on Sunday. And, uh, man, I thought he was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's better. And then and, uh, he had been in a bad accident. It was all swollen. He couldn't even move his knee. He couldn't put any weight on it. And, uh, and all of a sudden he's like, whoa. And then he put a little weight on it. And it was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> and, it, and we kind of were getting our hopes up. And then it was like, oh, like nothing. And he's like, no, it's not any better. It's, it's the same as it was. And uh, so in those moments, I, I just go, well, I, I can't explain it. I know I said, I know God's uh, my healer and I know he's your healer. And I'm going to believe that God's going to heal you. And it may not be in this moment, but we're going to continue to press into it. And so I'll just and. I'll just kind of leave it there and say, I'm going to be praying for you, for your healing, that you're going to see that healing. You're going to see God move in your life. Um, I remember I had a guy right here on the third row, and uh, <clears throat> this was at the conference two years ago. And he had been prayed for, prayed for, prayed for, and I prayed for him on that Sunday. He had fallen off a ladder and, and, and busted up his arm. Jim, you remember that? You know who that is? <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, oh, I've, I've so many people prayed for me, Leif prayed for me, and, and I'm like, well, I'm going to pray for you anyway, and we prayed right there, and, uh, and he didn't get, it was like, oh, it's no better, 
And I just felt like the Lord say, it's going to happen when he least expect it, expects it. And so I don't know why it didn't happen right there, but I just told him, I said, hey, be ready. Uh, I believe God's going to heal it, and you're not even going to realize you're, you're healed. It was two days later, and uh, he, he woke up in the morning, and so he couldn't even move his arm. He woke up in the morning, and he told this testimony that following Sunday. And he goes, gets up, and goes, reaches up, and grabs some coffee, and starts making coffee and doing stuff. And then he realizes, like, in the moment, like, oh, my gosh. Like, my arm's healed. <laughs> and it was completely healed. I mean, it was so... But then there's ones I don't know if they ever got healed. I mean, I, I never, you know, I didn't even heard from them. Or, um, and uh, so I, I guess I just kind of say, hey, I'm going to be praying for you. If that, so I guess, and I don't stop doing it. I still go after it because the times that he does heal, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. And uh, we had a guy on Saturday that was in a, a motorcycle accident and and, the, and we prayed. We had to pray. That's, the other thing is we prayed, I think, two or three times. I was actually with Jack Burrell. And we were praying. And the first time, was like, nope. Second time, nope. Third time, he's like, oh, wow. And he gets out of his car, and he's like, there's no pain. And he's with his dad. They're about to go fishing. They're not believers. And his dad, you can just see his just tears coming out of his eyes. Like he's watching this. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so those are the moments you like... I, you know, I love that. I mean, I love to see God move. And so I go after it. I'm like, I, I, I'll pray for, you know, 100 people a week and you know, 30 of them get healed. That's 30 people that receive their healing. Like, that's amazing. So now the other 70, I'm sorry. <laughs> it didn't work for you, but I'm going for the next one. So I think I've kind of gotten over the fear of, of if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, because again, I'm not the healer. A statement on everything you all said. I guess he leaves that on the questions of the people we don't know who's healed to keep us human because we don't need to know everything he knows because we don't have the capacity to know it. That's good. Um, and, and then I was going to go back off of what you said. Um, I feel the same way, even with my friends and family, because I've been a believer my whole life, even though I've drifted in and out of Christ. But when they see me now, it's like, oh, why are you doing this? I don't feel the need to explain it to them because when I was back at home, I'm from Baltimore, I started going to a church with my brother once we reconnected, and um, my mom, she just watched me for six months just go to church consistently every single Sunday and even posting stuff on social media. And one day she was like, why are you going to church again? I was like, why not? And then one day she was just like, she called me early in the morning. She's like, hey, I'm going to go to church with you. And I was like, all right, but it don't start till 11. It's 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then going off of what you said, I guess um, I really like the way you came at it because talking to people, um, I'm a social worker, so it's like giving them that humanity and making them realize you're not just here to shove a Bible down their throats. You're here to connect them and make them realize that they matter. And that yeah, they they're loved. Thank you, April. That's really good. Sure. We'll try to wrap up here, by the way, just because in about like seven minutes. So, so this is a, just a thought. Um, you know, I don't want to focus on spiritual warfare, but um, you guys might know that on uh, the 6th, there was this nationwide witchcraft uh, like you might remember like a year or so ago they were saying how covens and all this they had this huge uh, day of of attack and apparently all the christians started praying and it messed up everything that they did so this past saturday the 6th they did it again but they said don't put anything on social media keep it yeah. all underground and <laughs> Yeah, and I, I just think, uh, just from things I've been hearing and seeing and what we saw on our team as well, um, I just think that, you know, there was a pushback. There was a warfare this weekend that maybe was just a little heavier than usual. So I just wanted to encourage everybody. And, and probably the best uh, counterattack is action. Yep. You know, Prayer what we action. did was counterattack. So also, yeah, we want to maybe just you know, pray, intercede over, and, 
you know, and worship and press in in those ways to wash away whatever, you know, a bunch of witchcraft did because it's under the blood in Jesus' name. That's good. And then uh, one other thing that I thought might be worthy to share is, um, and Sean Boltz mentioned this, and I had to process it, but I think it applies. You know, as we go out, um, you know, we're always like, Lord, where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? But if we don't hear anything uh, or sense anything, his heart is for us to go out. And Jesus oftentimes was moved by compassion. So God is more, he's not as much after the detail as he's after the heart. And just like a little kid, you know, when you're, when you're a parent, you know, it's like do this, do that, and you're guiding them very specifically but what Sean was saying is there's a point in your walk where sometimes God, you're going to ask him, and God's just going to be quiet. And he's just going to say, you know, you've matured, and you've grown, and I trust you. What do you want to do? And also, I think that's part of our relationship with God, is he's not a boss. He's not a master. You know, because I, I thought that a lot of times. I want to hear God's voice. I'll do whatever you say. But God's going, I'm not going to always do this, do that, because I'm not your, your master. I don't want to be your boss. I don't want to be your commander. I want an intimate, personal relationship with you. So sometimes God says, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And the whole idea of along the way, we just, with this heart of love and compassion, we just overflow and minister. There's so much room for that. So the specifics where God says, go here, do this, oh, we love that. But it's all good, even if we don't feel led at all, as long as we have God's heart of love towards people, it's huge, and he, he loves it. So. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, the leading sometimes is, too, it's, it's right here. Like, it's go, make disciples. <laughs> so, yeah, you, can, you don't have to necessarily get it in the moment. We know his, his commands. He says, if you obey my commands, that's when I call you friend, too. So it's that in the commands, in the obeyment, in the obeying of those commands, we can be, we are friends with him. So it's good. That's John 15, by the way. It says that. <laughs> um, anything, any last? I'm going to encourage you guys with one thing. I just remembered. So, um, as we keep going, I had this idea on Sunday. I'm like, my heart was just like grieved because these people that we've met, they're so beautiful. I mean, they're, it's just, you just see Jesus in them and their stories. And so, um, continuing to pray for them, right? We need to continue to pray. Um, it's not a one shot deal, you know? And so my heart was just like, I'm going to forget their names. I don't want to forget their names. And so I told my kids while I was driving and crying, I know, and I'm not really a crier. So that's actually saying a lot. So, (laughs) but, um, I'm not, (laughs) just ask my dad. Anyways, (laughs) Mark is, never mind. (laughs) Okay. We had to break the ice. Of all the people people in our staff, I think these two (laughs) more than anyone else. Okay. I'm leaving. (laughs) Okay. Back to my story. I thought, I need a book. Like, let's get a book, right? To start writing everyone's. And then I have three kids. I'm like, that's not going to work. I'm going to lose the book. So I thought, I'm going to put a notepad in my phone because, right, we have our phones all the time. So I I did that. So I want to encourage you guys, exhort you, challenge you to just make a notepad in your phone so that, and we've been praying for them every night whenever, because I keep seeing their faces. And so I'm like, I don't want to forget their names. So I'm writing their names, where I met, where we met them. And that's it. Just, you know, simple. Um, but I just want to encourage everyone that as we're going, like, just be intentional, just, you know, real quick, like put their name in there where you met them. So you can keep praying for them and believing that even if they didn't say the prayer with you, someone else is going to come along or if they need provision or whatever it was, the situation that God's going to do it. Amen. Amen. That's good. Remember too, when we're out there doing this stuff that we don't fight against flesh and blood. So I think just something to remember that. Uh, just as Sharon was saying, that just kind of reminded me that, uh, like, 
if you are facing opposition, if you're like, it's not that you're, you're trying to attack the person, but you may need to just kind of address things in the spiritual realm and just begin to call things down because we do have authority and we can take authority. We have the keys to the kingdom and the keys of the kingdom are not like blasting the person in front of you. It's actually cutting down. It's the spiritual forces that it, like even those things that are creating the lies and commanding those, uh, those just uh, uh, Second Corinthians 3, the, uh, uh, the veil just... To, to rip those veils down, three and four, Second Corinthians three and four, just that we would remove the, those veils would be removed. Uh, and so I think as we begin to pray into that, sometimes just interceding, even what we did on Sunday when we uh, when we had talked about gaining just your that that language that um, that uh, the prayer language that a lot of times I'll just pray in the spirit. Uh, as I'm, even as I'm kind of talking to someone and they're maybe talking back to me, I just begin to pray in the spirit. One that just like I'll get, I feel like I'll get some insight a lot of times of, oh, this is how I need to make the change or address things. But also just to kind of begin to, to just break down those, those barriers and those walls that are in the spiritual realms and the heavenly realms that we have the authority to actually take down. Sometimes I think we forget the authority that we have that it's not just in the, it's not in the natural, it's actually in the supernatural that we can operate. So. Amen. Anything else? Melissa, you got anything? I just want to really encourage you because what you're doing, what we're doing is uh, huge. You know, so there is a there is a warfare because we are counterattacking the enemy. You know, he's got all this chaos going on, and what you're doing is tip of the spear, and it's something that God is doing. And I kind of keep a little bit of a look at the church, especially in Denver, and kind of to see what God's saying through different people and stuff. And they're getting the same thing in their, some churches, and they're doing it in different ways. But what you're doing is very direct, and I feel like you're the tip of the spear. And so God bless you, and don't be discouraged. And what you're doing is huge, and God's going to bless it, and it is going to snowball. It's going to be amazing, and it is amazing already. What mm. God's done all ma- already has changed lives oh, forever. Oh, yeah, so many lives. Yeah. Thank you. That's Thanks. good. Why don't we close in prayer here? Somebody want to close us in prayer? Ah, uh, my radar went to Anne Marie right there. She's been praying all day. Oh, you're warmed up? <laughs> Our Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you so much for all of your goodness, for all of your love, for every single one of us. You know our hearts, you know our minds, you know our steps, and you desire to bless us, to bless other people through us. (laughs) So Father, we thank you and praise you for tonight, for everything that was said, for everything that wasn't said and for all that you're about to do. Thank you that you would even consider us to walk alongside you and to partner with you in bringing some of your kids back into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.